It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KOMA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome back to the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA, 547-1610. The number if you'd like to get involved. You can reach us via email as well, 610-KONA.com. Bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. We're on Twitter at Bottom Line 610, Parlor at the Bottom Line 610. Also available via the free mobile app on the Google Play and the Apple stores. Rob Francis at Dawson hanging with you. Going to start right back with the phones. You're up on the show. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Kevin from Richland. What's up, Kevin? Hey, I got one thing to say. I don't know why it's stuck in my mind, but Abbott and Costello, who's on first? <laughs> Good comedy act. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I watched last night. That's all I got to say. That's fantastic. <laughs> that <was nice. laughs> That's fantastic. Thanks for the call, Kevin. One of the things that I, there were a couple things that I saw last night as, I, as, as the debate's ending, and I'm, I'm taking a couple Tylenol. And uh, I'm looking at, okay, what do people think about this? What do people think about what we saw? The first thing that I ran across was from Telemundo, who did a poll of their Spanish-speaking viewing audience. Yes. On who they thought won the debate. Mm-hmm. 66% of the Spanish-speaking viewing audience of Telemundo thought President Trump won the debate. Yeah, two-thirds. Yeah. Then C-SPAN put something out. 58,000 respondents, 60% thought President Trump won the debate. Yeah, that was interesting. Very. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Derek. I'm calling from my car. What's on your mind? Well, you know, I don't know if anybody else has brought this up, but I think Trump kept interrupting, especially right out of the back. And I think he, his strategy was to rattle Biden and make him look like he had dementia. And I think that that was his strategy all along, interrupt, interrupt, interrupt. And, and I don't disagree with you. I, I, I do think that that was part of the game plan. It was to get Biden rattled. It was to throw Biden off of his game. And, you know, it worked for the better part of the evening in that regard, which is then what brought this up, which I thought was a very interesting point that I saw uh, scanning through social media last night. And somebody said that this debate was not about trying to reach the percentage of undecided independent voters. Wasn't meant to reach them at all. This first debate was to rally the bases, to energize the bases, to get the bases out there. And they said if you look at it from that aspect alone, Donald Trump was a clear winner and Joe Biden was the clear loser. Hmm. Because Joe Biden double-talked a couple things that are part of his platform, definitely bungled a couple of statements, but the people that are in love with the president got exactly what they wanted. They saw who it is that they vote for, that they rally behind, the guy that is who they want him to be. They saw that last night, and his base got more energized last night than Joe Biden's. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 k What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Matt from Richland. What's up? 
Hey, uh, so the one thing I got away from it was that, A, we did not elect Ted Cruz as our president. If we wanted a, a master debater, that's who would have been our president. The other thing is, the best line of the night, uh, Trump said, I've done more in 47 months than you've done in 47 years. Appreciate yep. the call. That that line has resonated significantly from last night's debate, and and that's exactly where I was going with 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 what he just said about if we wanted a master debater, we would have elected Ted Cruz. Um, that that Trump energized his base more last night, and that the thought behind that comment was that the bases are larger than people think they are. I, I think yes, I do think the bases are larger than than is coming across. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that, again, I'm coming at it from a different perspective. Did you feel energized? You you lean more towards Trump than I do. Yeah, but... Did you but, feel energized, remember, or were you like... Were been, you like uh... I've been paying attention to this for, I mean, 40 years. I know, but... So I, I don't look at these debates... I don't look at them as being a fan. I look at them from a from a political element. Mm-hmm. From the political element, do I think Trump did? Do I think he benefited and his base benefited? Yes. I'm looking at this from somebody who wants to hear how they're going to debate the issues and how they're going to hit the controversial topics. I didn't necessarily get a lot of that or as much as I wanted, but I definitely see where where Trump once again energized his base and sat with them. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is Cheeky from Pasco. What's on your mind? I don't know what y'all are talking about, but Joe Biden spoke to me when he made eye contact with the camera. He was he was bonding with me and he was making me believe in him. And I'm being completely sarcastic because if the man <laughs> looked at the camera one more time, I was gonna slap him across the Noggin. Maybe knock some sense into him. Appreciate the call. And, and the actually, call. you know, I, I'm glad I'm glad she brought that up because before we go to the next caller, um, there are a lot more astute um, keyboard warriors than myself out there, and a, a lot of people. If you go trolling in the right spots, a lot of people were diving very hard into mostly Biden, uh, his appearance. Uh, his mannerisms and other little things that may or may not be clues to what was really going on. And I'll share a couple of with a couple of them with you uh, before we go to the call. And it, actually, I don't know that he was looking into the camera. He was not looking at Trump a lot, and he didn't look at Chris Wallace a lot. He looked to be, to me anyway, to be kind of staring off into space. That's one thing. There's other disputed zoomed-in video clips of little wires coming out of uh, lapels and uh, different things. And, you know, there might be something to that. I don't know. Earpieces, maybe. Don't know. But, uh, man, it uh, again, 2020, right? Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? West Richland. It's on your mind, Pete. I thought Trump did pretty good. Uh, on another note, um, it seems to me like some people are coming up with uh, the Democrat stat strategy would be to muddle the vote 
for Trump in 2020 and drag it out so that Pelosi could become the interim president? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what that's all about. Anyway, thanks. Appreciate it. Well, we'll get into that after we get to the next call. Okay, real simple. The Speaker of the House is third in line. So if there is no, if the, if the election is not determined by January 20th, 2021, it leaves a void in the White House. Um, and at that point in time, being no president or vice president, the Speaker of House would, would then assume the interim job of the presidency until there is a conclusion to the election. So that's why that's being discussed and brought up. Speaker of the House, not not Majority Leader of the Senate, no. is number three in line. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KNA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys, it's Jim. What's up, Jim? Hey, I was thinking last night watching that that they should have had Jerry Springer do the moderation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I thought if they were 30 years later, younger, they would have pulled the gloves off and it would have been on. Oh, my gosh. That, that's a good take. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Jim. Appreciate it. Five four seven one six ten. If you want to get involved, but then today, Joe Biden gives a speech in Cleveland. Yeah, first thing this morning, it was horrible. It was well, he, absolutely horrible. Well, he was up a little late last night, but he stumbled, he bumbled, he missed. I mean, he it was terrible. And then to top it off, the sign fell off the front of the podium. It, it just it, it was it was. It was sad to see. It really was. And, you know, we, we look at what we saw last night. It's not going to get better in two or three. No, but I, two points uh, really quick uh, before we go to the break. Uh, you mentioned debates two or three, if that is, even is going to happen. You know, who knows? You recall four years ago that Trump's first debate with Clinton was kind of blah, not really that outstanding where he left his mark was the second debate um, second debate he was much more measured against Clinton and that's where you got some of the 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 big bombs that he dropped on mm-hmm. her like you know you would be in prison and all that stuff those lines that really resonated nothing resonated last night however one of the points that I caught and I've been I, I, I've been searching hard to be able to play this audio clip and I cannot find it because I watched it live, uh, this particular part. I don't know if anybody caught this or, or you know, can back me up on this, <laughs> make sure I heard what I thought I heard. At one point in the debate, there's a split screen up, a split screen up of the two candidates. Trump is going back and forth with Chris Wallace, as he tended to do. Biden was trying to make a point on something. I don't even remember what it was. He said something to the effect of, uh, first, I'm going to, you know, blah, 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 his first point. Number two, pause. Number three, at that point, Trump, in the middle of engaging Chris Wallace, turns to Biden and said, you were on number two. I caught that. My jaw hit the floor. My jaw hit the floor because think about this in in, in that context. And this is where I get the theory that Trump was trying to create chaos and that he was very much in control of of last night in the middle of going back and forth with 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 Chris Wallace. He had 
the wherewithal to also be paying attention to the guy to his left on stage to know that he skipped over point two altogether and was going on to point that you were on number two. And I know some people are out there, you know, I've seen this on social media saying, well, he called him a number two, which we all know is poop, right? No. He says you were on number two when he skipped over. I That, again, if you could sift through the madness of last night, there were some gems in there. There were some diamonds in the rough. And you just had to really dig hard and concentrate from both candidates because of all the chaos going on. 547-1610-509-547-1610. Back with more of The Bottom Line after this. Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610KONA. The phone number is 547 1610. If you'd like to get involved, contact the guys at Roofmax today, locally owned and operated. Yeah, we are experiencing a change in the seasons. Before you know it, it's going to be wintertime. And if uh, La Nina comes in and does what they think it might, you might have some snow on that roof, might have some rain on that roof. Contact the guys at Roofbex right now to come out and put on that state-of-the-art application developed at Patel Labs and Ohio State University that can add 5, 10, 15 years additional life to your current roof at 15 to 20% of what the cost of a new roof would be. Locally owned and operated, contact Roofbex today for a free quote at roofmax.com. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Mary from Pasco. Um, the one thing that frustrated me last night was Biden just kept saying, you're a liar, you're a liar, you're a liar. And how are you supposed to respond to that? I mean, well, I've got documents back at the White House or something like that. It's just totally frustrating. Thanks for the call. Appreciate your comments. Five four seven one six ten. If you would like to get involved, you're up on the bottom line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Johnny Cloud. I got something I wanted to let you guys know about uh, Trump and that seven hundred and fifty in the taxes. Mm-hmm. What a lot of people don't realize is that what he's going by is the Sixteenth Amendment, which was better known to be the law that never was. And you know, the law was actually uh, ratified in nineteen thirteen, and what they done was they had one percent down there for on the incomes it's a very short read and i would really like the people to be able to reach out and read that uh the 16th amendment it'll put a lot of clarity on things what donald trump essentially is doing is he is a sovereign citizen and you guys read that and you'll see what i'm talking about but it's very much right on the barrel head Appreciate the call. Thanks for the call, John. We'll definitely dig that up and check it out. I know there's a, there's been a lot of discussion about that, and, and you know, <clears throat> I'm not going to lie. I, I, I really don't care about either of them <laughs> as far as their taxes are concerned. If you commit tax fraud, I care because that's a crime. If you've used the – and I thought this is one of the aspects that when that came up, I thought I thought Trump scored points on, was when he turned around and said it was it was your tax code, Joe. Yeah, it was it was the tax laws you guys had in place. It was how it was as I was doing business under how the tax code was. Don't blame me for taking advantage of it because that's what it's there for. And 
He's not the only one. I mean, we have talked at length at the exceedingly large corporations that pay zero, that pay nothing. I mean, General Electric was great at it for a decade where they paid nothing in taxes. So those tax laws are there to be manipulated by people that know how to do it. And so do you blame the individual or the business, or do you blame the tax code? You blame the tax code. And then you change the tax code to try and make it so that the whining and crying about paying your fair share is actually done through the tax code. Because I don't know a single person that goes to the IRS's website and says, gosh, you know, I really feel guilty that I made all this money and this was this was all I paid in taxes. Gosh, I think I'm just going to write the government an additional check to clear my conscience, said Bill Gates, never. Yeah. So it is not the fault of the individual or the company. It is the fault of the tax code. And the tax code is exceedingly arduous, but yet people that have the time to go through it and study it and learn it can make themselves a lot of money by helping people save a lot of money through exploiting the loopholes that exist within it. Yeah, no, I agree. I, you know, it's that is an example, in my view, of just another thing to make Trump look bad and and yeah. and and push forward the orange man bad narrative. But here's another thing, Trump, and this is what this is when I hear because Wall Street has donated more money to the Democrats in the last decade. It blow your mind. All you have to do is look it up because it's all public record. Wall Street has given more money to Democrats hand over fist than they have Republicans. And when Trump's tax code came out, even though he reduced the corporate tax break, he also closed a lot of loopholes that ticked off a lot of rich people, particularly ones that live in New York, New Jersey, and California, because they could no longer write off the salt tax, which was basically money you got back from the federal government for having to pay state and local taxes. Well, the federal Trump's, why should you get reimbursed for paying state and local taxes? You shouldn't. That got cut out, and guess what? People started leaving New York, New Jersey, and California. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610K. When, hey, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys. This is Shane called Prosser. What's up, Shane? Uh, so my favorite part of the debate was when Biden basically called Trump racist because COVID-19 is killing black people. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that one gave me a bit of a pause as well, going, so, Joe, are are you insinuating that a disease is knowingly targeting people of a specific ethnicity and that the president is compliant in allowing that to happen because it's a disease that we didn't create? Well, I guess... One thing we can take away from last night, today, and whatnot is this year particularly, the news cycle is awfully short. And I think in another day or two, people are probably going to start to forget. (laughs) I know a lot of people want to start to forget what they saw last night, uh, no matter who you're backing. But, you know, the way things are coming at us in the news cycle this this will be a distant memory probably sooner rather than later. 547-1610, 509-547-1610. More of the bottom line after this.
Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509 547 1610. This is Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA. Let's go right to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Lauren. Hi, Lauren. What's on your mind? Hi, thank you. I just wanted to say that one line that I haven't heard anybody else comment on that struck absolute fear in my heart. I am a, uh, I love this president, and like you, I've studied him. I feel like I know him, and I've been with him every step of the way. Um, I, I felt something from him last night that I've never felt before, and it may correlate with your theory of his uh, strategy of wanting to create chaos. But um, I felt for the first time that there was a stark contrast with his demeanor from four years ago with the HRC debate. That, If you remember that debate, there was a sense of almost a uh, prize fighter or a shark circling their, his prey four years ago with the, you know, you'll be in jail uh, debate. And last night was something far different. And I felt like there was a, a realization that he had that four years ago he was coming into this suspecting the evil that he was surrounded by. But last night, he knows that the evil is everywhere. It's entrenched. It is from all sides. It's every institution. It's worldwide. And maybe the chaos theory is true because maybe he wanted us to feel um, in our hearts and in, in palpable, uh, vivid view that he was he is almost outgunned. And the moment that that struck fear in me was when Joe Biden said, I am the Democrat Party right now, as if to suggest only right now. And if he were, God forbid, to be elected, he would be the Democrat Party only on day one and soon to be followed by a Marxist party insurrection. And it's feeling like the water before a tsunami, and we cannot let that happen. So. Um, that's the feeling that I had, and we have to be—we have to become loud. We have to become strong. We have the DNA of our founding fathers within us, and we all have to support this man. He is—he is the one fighting for this country to remain free, and that's what I wanted to say. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. You know, it's interesting that line about Joe Biden saying, "I am the Democrat Party," because in that particular part of the debate. Joe Joe got into a little trouble. If there was a part that Joe lost some of the base or more questions began to be raised about Joe within some ranks of the Democrat Party, it was because he was pretty uh he was pretty testy when he was talking about Bernie Sanders as well. Yeah. And when he said that he does not support the the Green New Deal, the Biden deal, he referred to referred to it as the Biden deal. Chris Wallace point blank asked him the Sanders Biden coalition. Yeah. They came up with it. Well, I beat Bernie Sanders. Yeah. You know, I'm the Democrat Party. I beat Bernie Sanders. That wasn't going to sit well. No. Saying I'm not in support of the Green New Deal, even well, though it's on his website, was not going to resonate well either. And, and, and then changing the name of it and calling the Biden deal well, was not going to resonate well. Even Trump, I, I, I want to say, if I remember correctly, made some offhanded interrupting comment that he'd been doing all night. But he uh, he said something like, 
I'm sure that's news to the left or something like that, something to that effect that he wasn't in favor of the of the Green New Deal. And then Trump retorted uh, back with that. Five four seven one six ten. I want to get that out there. You can also email us by going to the website six ten k o n a dot com. Go to the bottom line page and send us your question or your comment. One of the other points that I think you saw Biden struggle was when Trump point blank came out and accused him of being the radical left. Yeah, and he didn't know how to respond. He he just kind of was there for a minute because yes. He is trying to get that far left vote. He is trying to get that progressive vote by embracing things he has never embraced in his political career. Yeah. But he blew part of that up last night. Um, Quite possibly. You know, now things that and, and, uh, you know, want to be fair here, because after we go to the phones, we'll lay out some things that Joe did wind up registering well with last night. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Jeff from Pasco. What's up, Jeff? Hey, I was actually uh, listening uh, last night, and I thought it would be kind of interesting when uh, if Trump would have brought up to Biden when he brought up his son, it kind of seemed like, well, son, son, and then it seemed like he was talking about Bo for a minute there, and he's like, no, I'm talking about your other son. And if people would have brought up when uh, Biden talked about, you know, COVID, that uh, Trump would have said, well, isn't it um, your guys' issue, uh, your son, didn't he accept money from Russia and from China, and then this whole COVID thing sent from uh, from China itself. I just thought that might have been an interesting uh, take for uh, Trump to uh, settle on that. Yeah, well, and, and he did go down that line a little yeah. bit in some of the regard, in some of that regard with Hunter and, and yeah, we touched on that Ukraine the first hour. Yeah, yeah, about well, and confusing the two sons too. That's uh, that was you know that was something as well. Appreciate the call. Look, it. My and this is my theory. My theory has has been for some time about Trump that he's obviously very complex and 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 there's a lot of moving parts. But my my theory is that he is going about things, at least in the public view, to force people to look at things in a different way. And whether that, I mean, whether that's blowing up the norms of the office of the presidency, blowing up the norms of debates, uh, you know, and I'm not saying this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm, I'm just saying that think about, if, if, you, can, if you can think about in a, in a clear lens what he is really trying to do, we mentioned last night causing chaos to see, you know, to possibly box uh, Biden into a corner or make him flub or make him say something that, in a, you know, in a in a fit of confusion, say something that was going to be really damning. And we've talked about a couple of things that were curious. I don't know if it's so much damning or not. Uh, time will tell. But I think that there really is a strategy that Trump has with this presidency, that he is going about it again to force force people to not just consume the regular narrative, you know, to look at things in a different way. Um, how successful he is at that, I don't know. 
Um, you know, a lot of people blow that off as being, well, pushing conspiracy theories. And yeah, maybe there's some of that too. But I just, you know, somebody once, and I, I, I apologize, I don't remember who it was. Somebody recently basically said that he is playing chess, that he is, is a, a, that's the strategy, is he's playing chess. And it's like a chess player that knows what the other side is going to do a couple of moves ahead. And and that is how he is going about things. Again, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if Trump is a genius or a buffoon or somewhere in the middle. Um but like I said earlier in the in the show, there was that moment where my jaw did hit the floor where he Trump is is having a back and forth with Chris Wallace uh, doing something. I mean, he was probably interrupting and Chris Wallace was trying to admonish him for that. I, I'm, I'm going to guess that's what it was. All the while, Biden's on the other side talking through these points and he skips over number two and goes from one to three. And in the middle of talking with Chris Wallace, Trump turns to Biden, and says you were on number two and then goes back to Chris Wallace. And, and I mean, that moment for me was very crystallizing that he is playing a game. You know, when I when I was first done watching last night, and, I, and I'm going to use the old analogy, don't judge a book by its cover. <clears throat> because when I first watched the debate last night and I was done, I'm thinking to myself, Trump came off horribly. Biden is going to get points just because of what we saw between Trump and Chris Wallace and everything else. And then as I'm going through and rewatching some aspects of it, and I'm looking at different takes and everything else, and I'm starting to take the cover off of the book, I began to realize a little bit further, okay, let's get into the content. Let's get into the substance. What were the things that were missed and what were the things that were were gained. One of the big mistakes that Joe Biden made was going after the president on coronavirus. Because immediately he turned it around and said, you called me xenophobic. You called me racist when I closed the borders. You said you wouldn't have done it. Yes, 200, 204,000 people have died. One is too many. But if we wouldn't have closed the borders... Millions would have died. You wouldn't have closed the borders. You called me a racist. You called me a xenophobe. That backfired. That backfired big time on Joe Biden. The other thing that backfired on Biden, we mentioned this earlier, was saying Antifa is an idea. Yeah. Not an organization. And while Chris Wallace tried to turn around and get Trump to disavow or call a group white supremacists that are led by a Latino man. Which doesn't make sense. And, okay. have, and, and actually has African-American members. Yeah, exactly. Which, again, so <laughs> that, that, that in and of itself was stupidity on Wallace's part. But the other point that, 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 that Trump really scored, again, going past the cover and to the substance of what was said and how it went across, how many law enforcement agencies have endorsed you, Joe? How many law enforcement agencies have endorsed you, Joe? Can you even say the term law and order, Joe? And Biden froze. Yeah, he wanted to move on to something else. He froze. He didn't want to deal with that. And 
you're talking about something that's incredibly important to the American public right now, and Joe Biden couldn't come up with an answer. Because if he answered it the way he would have answered it four years ago, he would have said what he has stood by his political career, that he's been a supporter of law enforcement, that he's been a proponent of law and order. But in 2020, Joe Biden can't say that if he wants to get a certain aspect of votes for the Democrat Party. He can't say that. And so Joe Biden, who, again, as we've said from the beginning of this, was the wrong guy, but the only one they felt could win, but still was the wrong one when it comes to a lot of the issues that are prominent among the far left part of the Democrat Party. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Sorry, guys. This is Matt again from Goldendale. What's up, Matt? Well, you're talking about chess playing, and you're looking at two or three moves ahead when you're playing chess. If you uh, read any of uh, Trump's books, he's already at the end game. He already knows what's going to happen, and it's it's kind of funny that everybody falls right into his little trap there. So the guy is not stupid, and he's not crazy. The guy has his head on his shoulders, and I am saying that he's got the end game in his mind, and he's already he's already playing it out. Thank you. No, there's there's definitely something to that, and I could go off on a conspiracy theory of along those lines. But. Sure, but the risk that Trump runs in doing that is that is there more of the general public that's watching this that see that, or is there less of the general public right. that sees that? Because we know that the majority of voters are uneducated. Well, yeah. Do you do you risk? Uh, certainly the risk to doing what he did last night is ticking people off him coming across as being a bully and and that's and that's a real concern i would think yeah and when i say uneducated i mean they're not diving in and researching the issues they're going with emotion and feeling and who resonates with them over what actually substantive candidate stands for up with the bottom line on twitter at bottom line 610 now back to the show presented by summit funding in kennewick and prosser final few minutes bottom line wednesday afternoon news radio 610 kona perfection tire four locations here in the tri-cities to serve you and they do more than just tires believe me You need a tune-up, you need brakes, shock struts, hoses, belts, whatever it is to keep your car running safely and smoothly, Perfection Tire can handle it. Visit their website, perfectiontire.com, or stop by any of those four locations that have been here for generations serving the Tri-Cities. Got an email from Dave in Kennewick. Uh, Dave writes, not sure if this has been mentioned on the show yet today. There is a video floating around on Facebook showing a wire that was exposed on Biden under his lapel last night. Uh, yes, we did cover that already, Dave. And it's more than just a lapel. Uh, there, uh, a wire underneath the lapel. Uh, There's also screenshots and zoomed in freeze frames of something underneath uh, the the cuff of his shirt. Uh, Some people think it's a rosary. It's it's not a rosary. Yeah, I don't think so. As as a lay lay Catholic, I can tell you it's not a rosary because 
you don't wear rosaries as fashion accessories. Right. It's not around the wrist usually yeah. anyway. But um, so, yes, there there are some pieces of video and, and, and free uh, freeze frame screenshots, that sort of thing, of a few curious things of wires and uh, things coming out of uh, cuffs. And, you know, at one point uh, in the very beginning of the debate, uh, Joe Biden out of nowhere said, good luck. Uh, which some have speculated was what was going on in his ear, Uh, that whomever was feeding it to him uh, said, good luck. And then there's, you know me, I've always got, I've got stuff for conspiracy theories, you know, right? I can feed that uh, a little bit. There was, uh, there was also this afternoon uh, a, a picture of when the debate was done uh, as, as, Joe Biden is coming off stage. His wife, Jill Biden, Jill Biden is coming on stage and they hug. Mm -hmm. You can see on her back a box looking thing underneath her blouse, Uh, you know, something that was protruding, you know, out. So was Jill Biden, Jill Biden speaking to her husband during this, wishing him good luck. You notice she didn't take her mask off. That's right. She had a mask on from the time she walked she, up to the time they walked the, off. She Nobody had a else mask had a mask on the whole time. And she has been the one who has kind of been, I don't want to say lurking, but in the shadows, uh, being ultra protective of her husband, especially when it comes to his state of mind. So, yeah, you know, maybe this is way out in left field or maybe this is something that might just be discovered down the line. Uh, you know, people were looking at how often Biden was scratching at his ear. You know, uh, you know, what did he have an earpiece? Did he have something on, you know, wires under his lapel? Did he have something coming out of the the cuffs of his uh, shirt and suit jacket? You know, what was Jill, Jill Biden wearing? Uh, you know, that that sure did look like some sort of a receiver sender box thing. Um you know, under her blouse. So, yeah, there's all kinds of things uh, that are that are floating out there, you know, and, and people can go do their own research uh, and, and make up their own mind. I'm not going to tell you, you know, whether or not to believe that. But, yeah, that's out there and, and people are talking about it. And I found it ironic because. Remember, a couple of days ago, leading up to this debate, aside from Trump wanting Biden to take a drug test. He wanted basically a body search to make sure that nobody was wearing any devices or listening things. And the debate went on. We thought that maybe that had been resolved. And now these images pop up from the debate. You know, they're screenshots from the television coverage. They're not, you know, like things people produced. And they're big circles and arrows and, hey, look at this kind of a thing. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. know. It's crazy. Again, it's 2020, folks. It's 2020. What else to say? I I don't know how much I buy into the, the, the theory of the wire. It's very easy and convenient. And honestly, if he had a wire, I think he would have done a better job. But... I, you know, so again, I think there's 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 enough there to question its validity. But what would it be if not 2020 and yet another conspiracy theory regarding this election? 
Afternoon Report coming your way next.